Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lili Nishmasi Mimirosi Rusbas Mordechai. I want to start off with a big chizuk here. Hi, Rebelli. I was at the CM and Beltworks and loved the achlos and camaraderie and was inspired to arrange a weekly get together for the guys in Montreal. Tonight was the first one of many. Mir Hashem, Chaim Shuk, D13. You can see the uh, radio on the table. Why is this a chizuk? Because these are guys who are getting together to learn Torah, to get to know each other, to take it out of the screen. It's not just a sheer online sheer, it's camaraderie, it's mishpacha, and maybe they learned something from this one right over here. Oyve, this was... Uh, okay, the picture, I ruined it somehow. But you get the idea. This is a Muncie. There's like 13 people here. It also started with five guys. And this is uh, Mo Landy. We were talking about Mo Landy yesterday after Shachris. Um, a guy, the Davin's here with us. He took a picture of him, saw him in Kennedy learning. And it turns out that he learned the whole Masechus Megillah or Tainus on the flight. And me just saying over that story inspired many other people. And here again, another thing from Mo Landy. He did this thing, this Thursday night, get together with other people. That's why you are in these things for Torah. A boy say, it says on the bottom over here, the boys in camp arise from Plano, Texas. Texas. Start off each day in the same as thousands of London across the world, connecting to the worldwide movement of Ellie Stefanski. This is MKY status. Check this out. Good morning, Rabbi Texas. Nochamal? Texas, Nochamal. Good morning, Rabbi Okay, and now here goes another camp by Yiddy Schwartz. Here are some videos to enjoy. One way the day after the CMA Bellworks, my son wore the MDY gear and said, Good Shabbos, Rabbi Say Ah. The other video is the video of one of my morning classes in camp Yedidim saying, Good morning, Rabbi Say, let the Oilam enjoy this amazing video. These amazing, Good Shabbos, looking forward to bring on live tonight. Whatever that means. He's also going to do something live. Here we go, another camp Yedidim. It takes practice, it takes practice. <laughs> this was amazing. I didn't have to see me, it took me twice to read this. In yesterday's shir, he spoke about being careful with kosher meat. The story of the Nesir's Nefesh of our great-grandfather, Bianchi Stefanski, came to mind. So he sent me this whole booklet about my great-grandfather. I didn't have a chance to read it because I got it this morning. But maybe he's talking about it, I don't know. There's a story I'll say real quickly. My grandfather, Bianchi Stefanski from Switzerland, my great-grandfather, he was a mashgiach in, in the butcher shop. So he came in one day and he saw that, he saw something he didn't like about the meat. So he told the guy, you can't sell it. The guy says, I'm going to sell it. So he stood by the door and every client that walked in, he says, Dao fakaufman treif. Over here they sell treif. And everybody just turned away. So the owner of the store, the butcher, took out a giant knife and came running out at him and he said, listen, you're going to go, otherwise I'll kill you. So what does Stefanski do? He pulled out a knife. He says, if you chosh it on tray, if you chosh it on a tzicha, I'm prepared. Let's go. And he kept on standing there. But I don't know if that's the story. But listen to how he, he closes the story off. Thank you for the outstanding shirim, especially Ivama said, help me understand how I'm your cousin. From your Lubavitcher cousin, 
You hear this? I have Lubavitcher cousins. I know about this mishpacha. I think, if I'm not mistaken, his father or somebody, there's a tremendous, tremendous Tamad Chachem Shway in Lubavitch. So here we go. I'm meeting up with my cousin, finally. I would like to thank you and the entire NDY Kihilo for the warm welcome during my pilot trip last week. Most people only get to see the back of the heads of the NDY Hebra, but it's really nice to get to meet the supporting cast in person. There are some colorful characters there that definitely deserve more airtime. A special thank you to Avi Kamiansky for taking the week off so I had a front row seat. I truly hope to make Aliyah become a regular member. Bakarov, thanks for the... Uh, David Stern. And finally, hi Rebelli, in recovery room after surgery, Baruch Hashem, listening to the daf, Lule Teiros Choshashuoi. The Teiros Shashuoi, Teiros keeping him going. Please be mispal for me. Betoich Kol Choyle Yisrael. Thanks. Good Shabbos. Shlemi Miller. Baruch should give you a refuel Shlema. And this is Dimitri Mike Lads, something like that, learning. Oh, that's his son, Dimitri's son. Oh, and finally. I have been spending time in the USA, but trying to keep up with the DAF. This is by David Black from RBS. In the picture, I'm attending the World Games in Birmingham, Alabama. Learning Torah in Birmingham, Alabama. Here I am waiting for my daughter's Muay Thai championship fight. So in the meantime, I'm learning the DAF while other fights are going on. By the way, my daughter came away with silver medal. Go Team Israel. The month's koilal sponsored in Nishmas Chayyab Moshe. The Mesech is sponsored by Nishmas Moshe Alozah ben Lata Shalom and Li'ili Nishmas Yisit Baruch ben Moshe Aaron and for that slacha b'cholang yonim for my children. The second part is a Mesechta. Jeff Rosner and Zchus, my son Yosef Simcha Chaim ben Sorachan and Rufo Shleima. And what a Mesechta this is. Rabbis, you know? Every day, you hear Noam? Yeah? What's unbelievable? Silver metal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Mesechta Shaita! Get out! <laughs> Pay attention to every word here. The Masechta, the Sponsor Masechta. You remember such a Gishmaka Masechta? Every day is a grand slam. Every day. Unbelievable. It's like Jeff Rosner. It's like Shaz Cotton or something. Jeff Rosner, it's Chosma Yeah. Yuma is unbelievable. And it's my son, Yosef Simcha Chaim Ben Sora Khan Rufu Shlema. Yuma was just Gishmaka because of the Abayin Nevisamidash. This is like Sugiyas. Yesterday was Raiv. We're done with Raiv. Today is a Pesha Asar. It's like one to the next. As a schuz, by the lack and love of big families, like New Jersey, because Torah is the best gula. As a schuz for our children to be Kaddish, safe, healthy, happy, and know Hashem loves them. Third one, Shragi Chafetz, RL149. It's schuz for my family and myself to be tzaddikim. Oh, no, sorry, and myself, and for the tzaddikim of RL Atzala. The parents of Shavua, Akilov family, Lilu Nishmat, Elio ben Bakmal Akilov. Today's sponsor, Dov Ehrenreich, Ziva Gogum for Yitzchok Zev ben Dvoyer Esther, and Ephraim Hill ben Dvoyer Esther. And another partner saying, I should be Zoycha, Nachas uh, Dekdusho, and tremendous success in my new business because Torah is the best. Segula. Rabbi here we go. Brand new Perik. We finished a Perik in Tsubis. I'm sad. Go on. Dafta Zayn today. Starting from the Mishnah. The official Mishnah is sponsored by Moshe Kohen for Atzlocha with Limit Torah and Parnasa. So we were talking about Nemonas of. The husband, the wife, as they get married, the first night, the second day. Now we're moving on to the next stage. Also, questions of Nemanus, who do you believe, who do you don't believe? But now, we're at the, at the end of the marriage. 
He is Psulan Sosani. She got divorced. She's 90 years old. She's trying to remind her husband, by the way, when we got married 70 years ago, I was never married before. You don't remember, Shtikl. It's been a while, but you were divorced. Should I refresh your memory? So she's asking for 200. He's saying, I only owe you 100. Now, it also talks about somebody that died. Obviously, he's not talking from the grave. The children are representing him. They're fighting with their own mother. No, dad doesn't owe you 200. It's 100. Great. Now, Rashi points out, and it's very important, that there's no ksuba here. If she had a ksuba, she had a document that says, I'm a psula, like every woman that gets married has either, it says she's a psula in 200 or almana 100. It should say, she doesn't have it. So what do we do? If there are Aiden that she was wearing this hinuma, the Gemara is going to describe what it was. And her hair is uncovered and reaches her shoulder. There's a minug. I don't know. Let me know if you know about this minug. I heard that there's a Sephardi minug that they take the kala in one of these cars and they beep the horn everywhere. Ah, the kala is getting married today. Yeah, anybody? No? The Sephardi are shaking their heads. No. Okay, whatever. Louis said this such a minute. It's not a minute of preachers, it's a minute of the opposite of preachers. It's to, to notify people this woman is becoming a Sish, stay away. But there were minhagim that they had for women who are getting married for the first time. It's a very interesting thing, it's a sad thing a little bit. A woman who is getting married for the first time. Gets a ksuba of 200. What about if this woman was violated when she was younger? Does she get a ksuba of 200 or 100? Anybody? 100. She's not a psula. So if a girl gets violated, 15, 16 years old, does she have to start covering her hair? From the Mishnah, it seems like she does. Because it says that any woman who I could testify and say, that she had her hair uncovered when she got married, is a right that she deserves 200. But here you have a girl that doesn't get 200, she gets 100. So it would seem that she has to cover her hair. She's a ba'ula, she has to cover her hair. That's, that's what's interesting about covering hair. I think people might not realize that covering hair is not as much of a problem of a rayas that it's, it, it causes hirumra. It's just that a woman who is married a bula has to cover here. A woman that's not married doesn't cover here. It's not about uh, covering something that's pros or not pros. So over here also, it's just an interesting child that they talk about. Could you prove from here or not? She's not married. She's not married. She's a bula. It's nothing to do with marriage. It has to do with a bula. A woman who was married for one night and got divorced has to cover her here. It's halacha of being a bula, not a not married or not married. That's what I'm trying to say. It's so if she was a bula. Against her will, she was violated. She's still a ba'ula and she has to cover her hair, according to those. And it seems from the Mishnah that they're right. Because if she doesn't have to cover her hair, then here you have a situation of a girl who deserves a ksuba of only a hundred, and she's bringing her right. Look, when I got married, I had my hair uncovered, and I deserve two hundred. She's going to mess up her husband. The Mishnah said, he's finding that she was a mother. Maybe only a mother no, Amana, Amana means uh, it's both. What do you mean? Amana and Grusha. The, the Mishnah starts. Both. 
Ashin is Garsha. He emerged Basul and Sasani Barim. And Alman is a Lashin of, 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 of Bu'ula, of Grusha. It's all in one category. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah. They used to throw dried wheat. They still have the Minig now. Sometimes they, they throw wheat. There's a story with Shmuel Salan. A guy comes to Shmuel Salan and says, I want to get divorced. I married into this family, a bunch of kaifrim. I ate there at Pesach night. And in the soup, there was, there was wheat. So the so Shmuel Salant asked him, when did you get married? He said, uh, a month ago. He says, give me your strimal. Takes a strimal and goes like this. And a bunch of wheat came out because they have a minute to throw wheat. And when he bent down into the soup, it fell into the soup. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's sad. Okay. Now listen to this. All of a sudden comes Rabbi Yeshua. Nothing to do with what we're talking about. Or maybe it does have to do with what we're going to talk about this. Where does this come into the Mishnah? Rabbi Yeshua says, by the way, I admit. To who do I admit? To myself? Do I admit to Rabbi Gamliel? I was arguing last parak. He comes to the children. I was thinking about this. If My children probably don't know of half the stuff that I own. So if Bensi Freeman comes to him and says, listen, by the way, your father owns this. It's a And by the way, he gave it to me as a gift. That's it. <laughs> you know, that's what it says here. If you, they don't know on their own that somebody, that their father owned it, and somebody comes along and says, by the way, your father owned it. But let me qualify what I just said. He owned it. Yes, but he sold it to me. It's a the mouth that introduced us to the whole idea to begin with is the Pesha Asar. You could also explain what happened. It is amigo. It's the same thing. It's amigo. Pesha Asar, Pesha Yitr. That's what it is. It is. It's sort of amigo. Yeah. Yeah. Who's talking about an Isra? We're talking about a field here. Ba'oymel chaveri sadezu shalavicha oyisol gachti oymeno shuhu nemon shapesha Asar, Pesha Yitr. You have amigo in Maminus also. Okay, so now we're talking about a Pesha Asar, Shas Katan, another Musuk. But if he's not the one that introduced the idea, because there's Edom beforehand, after Zayinom and Alavantah, but he claims I took it from him. Okay, how long was he? We'll see. Says the Gemara, time to take Edom. If there's Edom that she went out with Hinuma and her hair was uncovered, all this, great. But, like Aiden, there's no Aiden, Baal Mehemen. Then the husband is believed that he married a divorcee in Almana, and he only owes her a hundred. Says Gemara, stomad like I don't know if you remember, what? No, because this girl has, we learned the girl has a chazaka, cheskas kashrus. A girl is born a psula, so she got married a psula. Rivgam always says, uh, last period, that in the case, I'll just throw it out here. Hold on. What? Oh, why Baumemen? Yeah. So we discussed, and the, the, the case is going to be, I'm going to spoil it for everybody, the famous case of Mershur Stani Nenasti. He says, I, don't fi- I didn't find Psula. And she says, You're right, but it, 
I was violated after we were engaged. So it's your field that was ruined. Rabbi Gamaliel says she's believed. Rabbi Shulah says she's not believed. Who do you pass like? That's not like Rabbi Gamaliel, we said. Allah's like Rabbi Gamaliel. She's always believed. If she, she could say, Rabbi Gamaliel says, she could say about her pregnancy, who was the father. She could say everything. She's always believed. Now, Rabbi Gamaliel says, she is believed. She has a cheskas kashrus. Over here it seems like she's not believed. Why? Because it's only the, when there are Adam she's believed. Without Adam she's not believed. Says the Gemara, the most obvious answer. The case of Mishirastani Nenasti, he has no idea, the husband, when this happened. He's throwing out a claim. I say it happened before we got engaged. She says, no, I can tell you, I know for 100%, I'm certain that it happened after we got engaged. I know who it is, I know when it happened, everything. He can't say he knows. So what is he? He's a Shema. He's a uncertain and, he, and she's certain. So Bari Vishema, Bari Adif. She's always believed against a Shema. Over here in our case, she's saying, I was not divorced. And he's saying, you were 100% divorced. I know. I know I'm married. And she says, I know I, what I was when I They're both Baris. So therefore, he's believed, not her. She's only believed when there's Adim. That could prove that was a, a wedding for a Psula, not for a Bula. Says the Gemara, Udika'arila ma'ka'arila. But what was your havamina? What were you thinking when you asked the question? This is more beautiful. Obviously, our mission is a completely different case than Mishnah Rastani Nanasti, where the husband doesn't have a right to, to claim. He's going to claim it, but he has no proof to his claim that, that she was Nanas beforehand. Says Gemara, but over here, if you do, most women who get married, obviously, Every woman, who get, every woman who gets married a second time was married the first time. So all the women that got married were once married first. So most women in the world who are getting married are getting married for the very first time. Not everybody gets divorced and gets married a second time. So most women are psulis. Well, it's more, more than that. Psulis. So most Jewish women getting married are psulis. So now she has a much stronger taina. Now she's saying, my taina is stronger than yours. I'm saying I wasn't divorced. You, you're saying I was divorced. Okay, so it's 50-50. But guess what? Now I have a rive that adds to my taina that I wasn't divorced. Most women who get married are psulois. So now I'm much stronger than you. I'm not just a bari and a bari. I'm a super bari and you're a weak bari. You turn my taina so strong now that your certain taina is like an uncertain taina. It's like a shema. Says the Gemara of Achinam Stabra Mdiktani Umoid Rebishua Rebishua admits, right? So now let's just see this for a second. Oh, hold on. Check this out. Let's just say this about Pep. Reb Gamliel argues on Rebishua. Reishuad over his Rebishua. He argues on Rebishua in the case of Mishiristani Nenasti. In, in the red, the top part. Mishiristani Nenasti. It's a case of Bari Vishema. Rabbi Gamaliel says she's believed, and Rabbi Shua says she's not believed. So they argue. Rabbi Gamaliel and Rabbi Shua argue. Comes Rabbi Gamaliel in our Mishnah, if that's the Pshat. If our Mishnah is Rabbi Gamaliel, in the beginning we wanted to say it's not Rabbi Gamaliel, and it's, it's a problem because we pass it like Rabbi Gamaliel. Okay. 
Let's say our mission is Rabbi Gamliel. Comes from Rabbi Gamliel and, and kind of admits to Rabbi Yeshua something. He says, in a case of Bari and Bari, when they're both certain, what? Amar and Satih. And she says, no, I was a. In that case, Rabbi Gamliel admits to Rabbi Yeshua, she's not believed. Unless she has Aiden. But she's not believed. Comes Rabbi Yeshua and says, okay, thank you for admitting to me. I'm going to admit something to you. It flows well. Rabbi Gamliel always argues with Rabbi Yeshua in the first parak of Ksubis. Now, in the first Mishnah of the second parak, he says, well, there's something I want to admit to you. Comes Rabbi Yeshua and says, you know what? I'm going to admit something to you. As I'm learning this, I'm thinking that has to do with real estate a little bit. One of the, yeah, real estate is all about negotiations. And many times, at least I use this tactic, you sit there in a heavy negotiation session. And if you show a soft side to you, you're not like, this is really, like, you, take, you, take a, you give in a little bit. Then all of a sudden, they soften up also. It's sort of. It's a, it's, a, it's a known tactic. Not that that's what they're doing, but look, you admit to me, I'm going to admit to you. So stop. To remember, it's like for Zikarian purposes. Okay. So it makes sense. It flows. Rigam Leel says, I argued heavily with you in the first parak. Now I'm going to give you something that I admit to you in the case of Bari Bari. Comes with Yeshua and says, and I'll admit to you that when somebody shows up and, and, and says, hey, this field was owned by your father, but I bought it from him. He has a migui. Migui. Okay. Why? But if this is not Rabbi Gamliel, who's the Mishnah? Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua admits to himself. Who's he talking to? It doesn't flow well. It seems like the Mishnah starts off talking about Rabbi Gamliel. And now everything goes well. Inside. It makes sense from the Lashon of the Mishnah. If Gamliel is admitting something to Rabbi Yeshua, then it makes sense that Rabbi Yeshua is admitting something back to Rabbi Gamliel. I will admit to you. But if it's not even Rabbi Gamliel. The beginning of the Mishnah is Rabbi Yeshua, like we wanted to say, Rabbi Yeshua Laman Moida. Okay. Says the Gemara, well, so, now if you just look at the chart for a second, all the Gemara is doing is, Rabbi Yeshua on the bottom left corner is going to admit to Rabbi Gamliel in the top right corner. In other words, not so schwer, I'm going to admit, I, the beginning of the Mishnah is me, Rabbi Yeshua, and I'm, I'm admitting to something we discussed in the previous parak. That's it. It goes like this here. Rabbi Shua admits, in the case of a field, that there's a migoy. The whole other parak we said no. Remember, Mishiristani Nanasti. The guy comes and says, Hello, you don't have psulim. So what does she say? Oh, you're right, but I was violated. She could have said a much better thing. What could have she said? Mugaseitz. No, because he came up with it. He asked it. Mukasates. I remember when he asked it. Why is she saying that? She could have said a much better taina. It happened through an instrument. There was not, nothing there. And I get a bigger ksuba. So we have to believe her. She has a migui. And Rabbi Shua says, no, no migui. But in this case of a field, he admits there is a migui. You see? It, it, goes, it puts on the other parak. That's the end of the Gemara. But, like the Gemara typically does, the style of the Gemara. And there's a good reason. The Gemara is going to give us now, let's just say the words, 
You think Rabbi Shua in the second part of the Mishnah, he says, I'm, I agree. I'm not agreeing to this Mishnah that we're talking to now. I'm agreeing. I'm talking about the Migui in the first paragraph. Which Migui? So if you learned the first parak, I was actually on the phone with this guy Ezra from New York yesterday, trying to convince him. Somebody called me up. Convince him. He wants, he wants you to call him. If you call, so I called him. So today might be his first day. So maybe he doesn't know what's flying. But for all of us who learned the first pair of Ksubas, the Gemara is going to do a beautiful Chazara, 30-line Chazara now. We, we all know the Sugis inside out, so we can move through it. The end of the story is, it's the case that we're talking about the whole time now, Mishiristani Nenasti. But the Gemara says, perhaps it's a different case. But why is Gemara just a little Nikuda here to point out? The Gemara, it's the style of the Gemara to go through everything until you get to the real one. It also makes more sense that he's arguing on the closest Mishnah to this Mishnah. I'm going to be married to the last Mishnah. Oh, not that one? Let's go to the one right before that. Not that one? And finally we get to the one on Yudbeis and Yudbeis, which is the furthest one away, but it makes the most sense. Because when I learned it, Mishnah Ristani Nanasti jumped into my head immediately. It was before anything. So, okay. The Mark goes through the whole um, exercise. The famous Mishnah. They see that she's pregnant and they say, Who's the father? And she says, I'm telling you, he has yichos. He's a kayin. She's believed. We don't trust her. So the Gemara says, I need a case that there's a migui that Rabbi Yeshua argues and says, I don't trust the migui, but in our Mishnah by a field, he does trust the migui. That, there's no migui in that case. Why? She's so obviously pregnant that she can't say, well, I'm not pregnant. She's stuck. Okay, another one. So this is, if you notice, it's beautiful, that pshat, because Muberis is in the same Mishnah as this, but Muberis is closer to our Mishnah. It's the end of the Mishnah. And this is the beginning of the Mishnah. She saw them talking, and we said talking to another man is nothing. It means something, it might be, it's a Lashanaki of either Mamish Bia, they saw it, they witnessed it, or they saw Yichud, but it doesn't mean Dibur. But, okay, so where's the Migoy over here? They saw her talking to somebody. Who is this guy? I'm telling you, he has Yichos. She's believed. We don't trust her. What's the Migoy? If it's talking about they saw Yichod, so the Migoy is, yeah, she could say, Nothing happened there. You saw me go into a room, but nothing happened. The, the fact that she's admitting that the, the, something happened, that's her migu. She could have said nothing happened. And therefore, if there's Adim, again, there's Adim that saw Bia. My <laughs> what could she say? It didn't happen. There's Adim that saw it happen. She can't deny it. So, again, we don't have a case where Rabbi Yeshua says, there's a migui, and I, I don't trust the migui, but in this case, there's a migui, and I do trust the migui. In a case that she says that I lost my psulim from wood. That's not what happened. It happened from a man. Rabbi Shua says, I don't trust her. What's the case of a migui? If the argument is about, the husband says, I'm not going to give you anything. And she demands only a hundred because she's a mukas ace and she gets a hundred. According to that cheetah. 
But she, so she has a migu that she could have said, yes, it's wood while it's engaged. And therefore she gets 200. And now she's putting herself in a bad position of 100. So let's believe her that she gets the 100. Because she, if she's already lying, like that guy that returned the, the wallet to the, to the parrot, if I'm stealing, I could take more. If I'm lying, I could take more. Regardless, regardless, but okay, even in that case, we have a problem according to Rabbi Yochan, it doesn't flow well. The whole argument between the husband and the wife is whether she gets 200, like a regular psula. And the husband says, no, you're, a you're like a bu'ula because you're a mukaseis, you only get a mana. What could if she tied it better? She's already saying, I want 200. What could she do better? Finally, here we have it over here, the two mishnais. The mukaseis one is Yud Gimel, and the one that we're finally at is Yud Beis, five daf ago. Almost. He didn't find psulim, and she claims that it happened under your watch. We were already engaged. And it's like somebody who buys a field. And it flooded afterwards. That's not what happened. Actually, Again, he doesn't know for sure. He's just throwing it out there. Maybe he'll uh, catch a fish or something. He's saying, no, it happened before we got engaged. He's a shema. She's believed. So over there, she has a migur. She could say, why does she have to admit that she's a bu'ula from a man? She could have said it happened from something else. What's the difference? Because now that she admits that she was violated, now she's also to a kayan. But if she said it happened from eight, she's not also. So she has a good migu. By a field where I tell the kids, by the way, your father owned 17 nursing homes. You don't even know about them. And, oh, but I bought them. But over there, by Mr. Stanin and Asti, I argue that's not a good migu that she could have said, oh, it happened from eight. What? Yeah. Says the Gemara. But the Gemara says, okay, so explain to me why not. What is the difference? They both, they're both Migus. Mi, hi Migu, hi Migu. I could say she could have said a great Taina. He caught her. She's a Bula. So she's, oh, you know what happened? Muka says, it's the best way out of it. She doesn't become puzzle. She, she, she doesn't ruin her reputation. Everything's great. And over here also, he has a Migu. You see? David. You call the migui? Migui. The high migui. And over here, it's a migui by the field. So what's the difference between the two miguis? says, Gemara, hacha, ein, shor, Over here, you don't have a dead ox. There's nothing for the kids to go on. They have no reason to think the father's, the father owned nursing homes. Who's letting them know about the nursing homes? This guy. Okay, so now we have to believe him for everything. But there's no reason for them to start searching. If somebody mentioned something, and there's Aiden that they own nursing homes, you're right. But he comes to them and says, by the way, really? Yeah, really, but I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that he sold them to me for, for a dollar. Okay, so we, we believe him. But Over there, by the Mishra Stani Nanasti, he's coming with a taina. He's telling her, hey, 
What happened to your psulim? So she comes up with an excuse. I lost them after we got engaged. Ah, she could have said a better taina. I lost them from Mukasait. Maybe she didn't think about it. She was under pressure. She, he asked her a question. She didn't have time to think about the answer. Quick, what, what happened? So she could have said, maybe she didn't think about it. She wasn't smart enough. But over here, there's no sharp, there's no taina, nothing. The only way you know about the, the real estate that he owned is from this guy. So Meili is 100% believed. But over here, the way we know about it is from the husband claiming. And she answered, that's not a good. Migu says, Rebbe Huh? You, according to Rebbe Shua, maybe. I don't know. Since we have a roiv, a roiv again. So it says in the pasuk, So we always go by the majority. Fifty-one percent is enough for us. We should believe this woman one hundred percent that she was a psula, and therefore what? Take money out of her husband with the roiv. So, yes, this is a shita. Taisha says, points out, that's Rav. Machlis Rav and Shmuel. Rav holds, I could take money out of somebody through a Rav. Shmuel argues, no, Rav is good to eat food that you think is strafe, Rav, not to take money out of somebody else. Okay. Says the Gemara, okay. What's going on here is like this. We have a Rav. The majority of women who get married are Psulais. Yeah? In our community, most women who get married for the first time are psulas. And in our community also, everybody knows, you have to look at this word, every single unmarried girl who gets married, the whole world knows about it. They know about the chasana. 300 people came, danced, halavai 300, 700, whatever it is. They came, they danced, everybody knows about the wedding. It goes, it's a whole spiel, the whole, everybody knows everything. There's a call. The zoo. It's online, and the internet, and the invitations, and the vart, and the, and the shepherd brachas, and the ufrof, and everybody knows that you got married. Not so much by a second marriage. Sometimes people get married, second marriage. Really? You got married? Yeah, last week. But you just got divorced a week and a half ago. Nachon, yeah, yeah. The zoo, what? It happened in our community right here, right? The guy got divorced, boom, uh, two weeks later. I'm like, okay, whatever. So this woman who doesn't have the coil, something really serious happened over here. It ruined the fact, because every girl that gets married is a call. And she doesn't have a call, she's not part of everything. So it ruined her roiv, the roiv that says that all women or most women who get married are basulas. Says the Gemara, e call. If you're going to be medayig on the word call, and tell me every single girl that gets married is a call. Hanisip suli yesh call. He also aid them myhavi. Then how could aid them fight against this rule? There's a rule. Every one hundred, not ninety nine percent, one hundred percent of girls who get married when the psulis, everybody knows about it. So how could two aid them fight against such a rule? We know she what you're fighting against a rule that says call. Says Gemara, don't, don't take it literally. It's not everyone. It's a roiv. It's 51%, the 60%, 70%. Rubik Akula, whatever. But 
You have to take the word call and switch it. That's what we meant. We weren't being serious about the call. Roiv, it means roiv. Roiv and he says, Yeah, uh, even today. If somebody got married, let's say, during COVID, maybe we didn't hear about it. There's only 15 people at the wedding and it's possible a wedding happened, we don't even know about it. So it's not every single psula that got married. Most. Okay, so that's, we just took back, we just went from, what? That's why you need Edom. That's why Edom work over here. Because Edom cannot work against a solid rule of call. Edom can work against the right. You tell me most girls who get married are psulois, well, I have Edom say that she's not. I have Edom the yes. Okay, so real quick, Agdama. There's a machloikis in Baba Basra, sponsored by Moshe Horn. Is the other, is the third sponsor for real? I didn't put it in, sorry. Uh, in honor of Tzvi Medetsky, the only Rebbe that was actually good at basketball, and Yanko Cohen, the official MDY, MSP. In honor of Rebelli, the real greatest Jewish basketball player who ever lived. Okay, Givaldik. That's like the rush. Fine. This machlaik is very interesting. Machlaikis. What happens if I somebody lends money to somebody else? Ruvain lends to Shimon. I lend to you money, and you come to pay back, and you say, "Well, I'll give you the ten thousand dollars back, but you have to give me back the star. I need I need evidence that I paid. And what am I going to do when I have the star? I'll tear it up. I'll burn it, and then you won't be able to come back to me and say, yeah, "I owe you ten thousand dollars." Makes sense. You come to me, and I say, you know what, I'm sorry, I lost the shtar. So, there's a mandama that says, too bad, you lost the shtar, you can't do anything about it. But I'll write your receipt. No. He doesn't want a receipt, because then he has to hold on to the receipt for 100 years. You'll, his yisoyimim will find a shtar somewhere in a drawer. And say, oh, the guy owes 10,000. They go to the other guy, 55 years later, and they, don't, they, can, they can't produce a receipt, and you're going to take money out of them. No, you come up with a shtar, he pays you, you give him a shtar. You don't give him a shtar, you don't get paid. End of story, there's such a shita. Others say no. He, he, he lost his shtar. Have Rahmanas on him. He'll write you a receipt like everybody else does. Okay, can we prove something from our Mishnah? Because we said in our Mishnah she doesn't have a ksuba. She doesn't have a ksuba, that's a shtar. Now she's coming and she's saying, hello, you owe me 200. So you could say, too bad. Produce a ksuba, you don't have a ksuba, I'm not paying you. She'll say, well, give me... I'll, I'll give you a receipt. Well, I don't want a receipt. Then you're going to come back in five years and say, pay me again. I don't want a receipt. I want a, I want a ksuba. But over here, you see from our Mishnah, she doesn't need a ksuba. Receipt is good enough. Huh? Maybe not. Maybe I paid it. I paid it. I paid it. I'm not giving you a dime. What do you mean? And a guy that comes for $10,000, a guy that comes for $10,000, go back, a guy that comes for $10,000, $5,000 he owes him in one of shach. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a alva. I, not alva, I owe you money, I owe you money, produce, a, produce documents. I don't see, I don't see the difference between, you know, Noam is saying that because she's 100%, at least, a ba'ula, an almana, so give her 100. But he could say, I paid already yesterday, and I gave you a receipt, I don't want a receipt. I don't, I don't think you're right. Vahadr Mapkula. Oh, somebody sent me, by the way. I have to, somebody sent me the Pisri Chuva that I was looking for. There is a Pisri Chuva with the Basar. It was very, remember yesterday? Pisri Chuva says that if you find a piece of meat on the street and, and you want to be a big Machmer, 
you're like happy cars or something. He sent it to me. He found it in a different place. Okay. Oh, sorry. If she doesn't have a ksuba, so she's going to come with two aid into this bezdin. Well, the map will ksuba by bezdin. She'll go to, to another city and say, he has to pay me the gaviyaba. And she used the same aid again. Or Rebbe you see that her receipt does work. She, he can't push her off and say, I'm not giving you ksuba until you give me the actual ksuba. Says Rapapa, Rapapa Omar, no. There's, there are places that they don't write a ksuba at all. And therefore, if she doesn't have a ksuba, she won't be able to demand payment twice. So what's the obvious question? But how is she demanding payment now? She has Aiden. She'll do the same. Okay, tomorrow we'll address it. Now, just pay attention here. On our Mishnah, that the Mishnah says that she could demand a ksuba with Aiden, says Rapapa, it's a place that there's no Aiden. Now the Gemara says, well, maybe this wasn't even said about the Mishnah. It was said about something else, something similar. And the Gemara is going to say, well, it, it's a big enough Gemina because just because Rapapa said it on the Brisa, then okay, he'll say it also on the Mishnah. But just because he said it on the Mishnah doesn't mean he said it on the Brisa. Okay, what's the difference between the Brisa and the Mishnah? Here, what happened over there? Hitmina and Isrifa. So we have three things in this b'risa. One, two, and three. Ibduk Subasa, I lost my Ksuba. Hitmina Ksubasa, she hid it somewhere. Nisrifa Ksubasa, it got burned completely. Big difference. One is that it's in the world. I don't know where in the world it is. The other one is, it's burnt. It's out of this world. If she could produce Aden, that they danced in front of her like they danced for a Psula. They did some shtick. Hevir lefanei koishel psari. The Gemara is going to explain some sort of wine that proves that she's a psula. Oy mapashel psulim or a sheet. The the psulim sheet. In the beginning, I thought that's the minic today. That I don't know if you ever had a wedding. The guy goes with like a sheet, and the other guy goes like a bull. You ever you ever see the shtick? Yeah, I saw a better picture. Check out this picture. That I thought maybe this is where this minute comes from. This might be. The, the Mapashal Psulim thing. No, it's a record. Now, people ask me, somebody sent me an email today. What's going on here with this? What? I know. I get it. Ah, really? I didn't even know. This is, right, this is where we learn in the Koilo, that's his father. Very Flintstein's father. Wow. Wow. Found it online. That's his son. That's not Rabbi Fl- Oh, that's Rabbi Flintstein's son. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. You thought I... Not. But, okay, enough of this picture. But somebody just sent me an email today. Like we said, there's a whole su'uda for besulim and, and this. And like, how is it possible? Like we're so makbun how we talk. And piv even have 70 years of this. But you see from the sugya, they were very into that. And they were very into promoting the idea of besulim and, and, and that the, 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 this woman was not nichshal when she was... Uh, there, there was a thing, the whole, the, the, this is the whole sugya. Okay, so it says like this. Uh, that she, there was a dancing and this. She gets 200. This is the same sugya that we said a second ago, but this is on the Brisa. Let's be concerned that these Edim are going to help her and, and take money from the husband in different cities. Because there's no, there's no, there's no receipt here. From here you see the idea that 
she could demand that I will give you a receipt even though I don't have a ksuba. On this, Rapapa said the same thing like we said a second ago. We're talking about a city that doesn't, they don't write a ksuba. Just real quickly, because he points out here, then why are we talking about a city that they didn't write a ksuba? Hold on. Um, we have to say the next word. It says the ksuba got lost. What are you telling me that this is in a, it's in a city that they don't write a ksuba? She had a ksuba. How did she have a ksuba if they didn't write one? The Kasev Lo'iyu, you're right, it's in the city they don't write, but he wrote one for her. So this is a beautiful point here that, so just say it's in a city that they, everybody writes. What's the difference? In a city that they don't write, but he wrote. Or it's in a city that they do write. Isn't that the same thing? So this is no. In a city that they do write Aksuba, then you cannot live with your wife without Aksuba. So now we have to be concerned that perhaps he wrote another Aksuba for her and she has a second one hiding somewhere. But not in this case. Okay. Nice ha. So, problem number one is, it says that in, in this chart, Ibda in green, she lost her ksuba, that means they wrote a ksuba. Okay, fine, he wrote it for her on the side. But if, he, if she lost it, it happened to me here in Eretz I had something that I didn't really want to use, so I got a chair and I put it on the top shelf in my, in my closet. And when I put it there, I felt something, so I, it was like $4,000 that I put there like three years before. I just forgot. I like kind of hit it, threw it up there. Happened to my uncle. He was trying to fix his sewer in his house. He opened up the, the cap, you know, in the shower. And it, it, all of a sudden he found a bag of money that he himself put there 10 years earlier, whatever. The, you know, devalued shkalim. Happens. So she lost her ksuba, Shalom 10 years later, she's going like this on the top shelf and she finds her ksuba. Now she's going to use it against her husband. Where am I think? Oh, here, I need this thing. It must mean that it got lost in a fire. But how could number one mean that it got lost in fire? So what's number three? Three means also lost in a fire. But what about number two over here? She, she, she hit it. Ibda means it got lost. Titmino means she hit it. Which, which one is? That one she'll, she will produce. It didn't get burned. Vesu ibda lamali. Ela kol ibda kitmino b'faneinu dami. So now the Gemara is saying a tchak, a big tchak. And the Gemara admits that it's, uh, it's, it's pushing the envelope here. We're going to say that one and two is actually one thing. That if it got lost to the, if it got lost, it's like she hit it. And what's Allah if she hit it? In parentheses, she cannot get a ksuba. If it's in this world, she doesn't get ksuba. Now we're saying another halacha, nisrafa. doesn't say anywhere in the b'raisa that they're different. It says, ibda itmina nisrafa. We're saying such a tchak now, that ibda equals itmina. It's one thing. Nu halacha, period. Nu halacha, if it got burnt and it's out of this world, the b'raisa admits, now she could get a ksuba of 200, because when we have no concern, she's going to come and be goiva. If it's out of this world, says Gemara, if so, if you tell me that Rapapa said this shot on the Brysa, now in the Brysa where it says Mufurish, that she has a Ksuba, it says Ibda, there was a Ksuba, great. The, the mission doesn't talk about that at all. 
So certainly, we would say his pshat in the Mishnah. Because it doesn't, it doesn't go well. This is such a big tchak that we, we're not going to say this pshat in the Brisa. So we said a second ago, the Rapopis says, if there's Edim that she went out with a Imuno, whatever, what is it called? Imuno, Imuno. Rapapa says, we believe that. Here it is, the word. But how does it work? Okay, we're talking about in a city that they don't write Aksuba. If there's Aden, that she, she got married and says she's a Psula, she does get Aksuba. But now the same concern, she'll use the same Aden somewhere else and be going again. Of course. If there's no ksuba, and the only way she's going to demand the ksuba, and by the way, why is she going to demand the ksuba? Because it's takonas bezdin. You don't need a ksuba. Chacham said, everybody that gets married gets 200. I don't care if you write a document down. But at least if you're going to come and demand payment, for that everybody agrees that there's a receipt. Let's just do a little bit more, a little bit more. What is this cup that we're talking about that proves that she's a psula? Here's the chart of Truma. The first thing that you ever take from your produce is about 2% and you give to the Kayin. So they take some of the wine that you give to the Kayin and you to say. It's like a, a simon. She could have got married to a Kayin and she could have eaten Truma because she's a Psula. The only Almana that can't marry a Kayin is a Kayin Gadol. But every Almana can marry a Kayin. A divorcee can't marry a Kayin. But Almana could. So what kind of proof is that? This is the first, the first thing you take. You see the list? First you take 2% you give to the client. Then you take 10% you give to the lady. Then the lady takes this number. Then you take 10% for yourself. This is the first. Hold on, one more line. They used to put a barrel right in front of her. They give a barrel that's closed. That she has a Pesach Sosom. So that guy's going to ask, how does the Zayar say that they used to make such a Suda? Here, how did they, they, they put such a, a barrel? That's what they used to do. Amai, never kami psulo, kami bulo, never klal. Why do they have to do Just do one barrel. Why do they have to embarrass the woman that was married before and say, look, she has a Pesach Besuach, here the barrel is open. Don't put a barrel at all. That will be your simon. One chasana has a barrel, one doesn't. Says the Gemara is in the Tafsa Messiah. Very interesting. She'll grab out of the state her whole ksuba. Now you have to prove that she took for, wrongly. Says Rashi, there was shikr at the wedding. They forgot to bring a barrel. So Mamela, every wedding gets a barrel. One is open, one is closed. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful Shabbos. Shir Mazi Shabbos. 10.45. Sharp. Sharp, very sharp.